Hello and welcome to RC Talk, the voice of Ratio Christie at Marshall University. My name is John Mays, I'm your host. I'm also the regional director for the states of West Virginia and Pennsylvania, along with being the chapter director at Marshall University. Every podcast I feel like that the music leads you to <laughs> such a hype uh, at the beginning and the end and then you get me stuck in the middle. In fact, one of my buddies told me, he said, just to uh, when the song was getting good, I interrupted a good song. But if you don't know, the logic behind the music is that Marshall is known as the Thundering Herd, and if you go to one of their sporting events, you're going to hear Thunderstruck. Anyway, way off point. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, the past couple of weeks, I have talked about getting back to the basics of Christianity. What is Christianity? And for a quick review, I mean, Norm Geisler, Dr. Norm Geisler, defines Christianity as uh, one book, two testaments, three creeds, four councils, and 500 years. And I went into a little bit of detail on each of those. And the following week, we talked a little bit about, I guess, blessings, or I don't know, it may have been a rant, I'm, I'm not sure. But today, I have a couple of points I want to bring up. Um, one of which has played on my heart since Sunday. Uh, I have a group of individuals that we meet uh, every Sunday, or we try to, with hopes of God leading us to plant a church. I mean, we're, we're praying about other people joining us and such things as that, and we're meeting in an attempt to establish a foundation of what would be different why would we be different than any other church and i had a curriculum that we were going to talk about but i thought i would ask them a question real quick before we started which led to a hour-long discussion which involved uh, francis chan and if you're not familiar with francis chan he is a graduate of the master's seminary a very well-respected seminary and he was recently in the news over a, I guess what started with a picture of himself and <laughs> Benny Hinn. I guess that would <clears throat> cause anybody to question if you know anything about Benny Hinn. And I'm not here to bash anything, anyone or anything. I just want to give you a little bit of background to tell you what led me to the two points I'm going to talk about and what God, I feel like, laid on my heart. Uh, the first being Francis Chan. I mean, he was invited to 
speak at a conference known as the SIND Conf Conference that featured what is commonly known as false teachers. And he went. And that was part of the problem with the backlash of the picture with he and Mr. Hen. Uh, Mr. Hen did not speak at the conference. However, the individual over IHOP, not the restaurant, the House of Prayer, International House of Prayer, and another guy, Todd, Todd, I don't recall Todd's last name, I want to say Bentley, but I don't think it's the, the exact person. Regardless, uh, these people are known throughout the Christian community, obviously not throughout all of it, because they have such large followings, to be false teachers. And why would Francis Chan attend such a conference? And that was the question. I mean, you know, you have a, a theologically sound individual, or so he appears, go to a false conference or a, a conference with false teachers. And it went on to a Facebook post, of course, that someone was saying that, well, I would have went uh, anytime I get to share the gospel. That's great. I could share it among the lost or among the darkness of the individuals attending. Most people that I spoke with felt like it was a good thing. Unfortunately, those of us who have been to school, and that probably doesn't sound right either, and I don't mean that in a, in a prideful way, just that most of us that have been to school didn't think that that was a good idea on uh, Mr. Chan's part. And why, you ask? Well, because the Bible is composed of two testaments, as Dr. Geisler refers to it, and it has 66 individual books. And we can't just pick and choose the scripture that we want to use. We have to use the entire book, the 66 books, to understand, I mean, to even uh, read it in context is probably a better word. And I don't know, but so many people were saying, well, you know, look at all the good he's doing, referring to Chan, going amongst all these individuals. So on the Facebook post, I actually <laughs> commented and I said, warning, uh, unpopular comment coming because if you know anything about me you know that I'm not the most popular person in what I do but my question was did Mr. Chan call the false teachers out as we're instructed to do in the Bible and of course I got crickets and I got a lot of well with crickets, I got nothing, but having the conversation outside of Facebook and with my group on Sunday, we had a nice discussion about it. Uh, the students at Marshall, of course, gave what I expected of them. Uh, you know, well, who are we to say anything? And he was doing a good thing. He was sharing the gospel. And one of the big things that I get when I bring something like that up is that 
look at all the people these false teachers are reaching. And I'm not sure I really understand that, that yes, they're reaching a lot of people, but they're reaching them with a false doctrine. Uh, so part of my, the other part of my question was, are they really doing a good thing, or was it a bad thing for Francis Chan to attend? I mean, because he gave a response that said he went to share the gospel. It may be the only time that these people actually hear the truth. And I can agree with that to the point to a point. Uh, it may very well be, but at the same time, why didn't he do the other part? We're to share the gospel, but we're also to call out false teachers. And that's not a popular thing to do. Um, I think we finally arrived at, we being the group praying for God to lead us in planting a church, I think we arrived at he probably shouldn't have went. And we looked at different angles, you know, should he, when he was invited, should he have asked who was speaking? Uh, should he have asked, you know, or or said maybe, okay, I'll accept the invitation, but this is what I'm going to speak on. I'm going to share the gospel, but at the same time, I'm going to call out false teachings. Um, should he just have went and not said anything? I mean, yeah, share the gospel, but during that, actually told people, look, these people are leading you, <clears throat> excuse me, in a wrong direction, in a bad direction. I don't know the answer. I know, <laughs> I know what I think, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, I think the consensus among my group was that he shouldn't have went to begin with. And yes, I know Jesus went among the sinners, but Jesus spoke truth. Uh, in fact, that was one of the arguments against Chan saying anything uh, was, should he do it publicly like that? And I referenced Matthew 23 and Luke 11 that Jesus didn't care, you know, whether he was in public or he didn't take him to the side and whisper in their ear or whatever. But of course... I'm not Jesus, and I'm promptly <laughs> uh, told that quite often. But Paul, in the same sense, Paul Paul called out false teachers. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that they talked about throughout the New Testament was the false teaching. So this isn't a new problem. It's something that's been going on for quite a while, and that's not my main point. Uh, honestly, is calling out false teachers because I know it's biblical and I think we need to do it more often. I'll talk maybe a little bit more about that in a few minutes, but at the same time, the other point that was brought to my attention was what do other people think about me or my group? And it's not my group. It's a group of people that God has brought together that are like-minded and we, we feel like we the church doesn't really have a voice that we can make a difference in the world. <clears throat> um, so the point was, does everybody else think that... Uh, uh, I actually made the statement. Let's go this route. I actually made the statement that if someone were to ask 
the neighborhood around me or maybe even outside the neighborhood what people thought of me I said I would say that most of them think that I'm either a know-it-all or if it's not done my way then it's the wrong way and I sincerely apologize for that that is not my goal Uh, it never has been my goal my goal is to learn the truth and the truth is based on the Bible. I think a lot of people don't consider that I, I, I even reference the Bible. But my foundation is built on the Word of God. And if your foundation is not established there, then you, you'll never find truth. But I do not think that I'm the only one right. I do not believe that I am the only one that has all the answers by any stretch of the imagination. Now, I do think that most churches aren't doing a whole lot. I don't think they're wrong. Don't get me don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I don't think the churches are wrong, but I don't think that they're doing everything that they could be doing, obviously. Um I think we could do be we could be doing a better job at making disciples. I mean, I've done so many podcasts and blogs on how do you make a disciple and different things such as that, and how do you reach the world? I mean, are you out talking to anybody? And I don't think most people are, but by no stretch of the imagination do I think I have all the answers. Uh, by no stretch of the imagination do I think I'm the only one right. I don't. And if you've gotten that impression, then I am so deeply sorry. I'm I, Seriously, I am so sorry because my goal is to help you. Um, my goal is to do what God's put on my heart. And that is, I mean, my... My education is in evangelism, church planting, and apologetics. So what does that tell you? I mean, that's what drives me. I want people, Christians, uh, non-Christians alike, to to understand where I'm coming from. And it's not that I'm right. I don't, you know, it, I've asked many times if I'm wrong, please tell me, where am I wrong at? Show me biblically where I am wrong because I'm open and just because I say it does not make it true I guess although I try to base everything I say on truth or some some type of fact I have evidence and reason to believe the way I believe and unfortunately I don't feel and I don't believe the church as a whole, not any particular church, but the church as a whole, are, is doing anything. I mean, I've said it so many different times, and I, I really don't know how else to say it um, other than if you've gotten that impression, I'm really sorry. And I've said that a few times, and I'm probably going to say it a couple of more times, because I want you to understand that I care. It, it frustrates me. I care so much. And the reason I care is because God 
the Holy Spirit convicted my heart from an agnostic at 41 years old to someone that lives probably one of the most lonely lives and being labeled as someone who thinks they know it all or, again, if it's not my way, then you're wrong. And neither of the last two are true. I mean, the church is typically doing what they've traditionally done since I was a a child that I can remember. I mean, we're doing the same things. We do spend a lot of time, it seems like, unfortunately, I mean, because nobody cares if you're Reformed. I mean, (laughs) a lot of people don't even know what that is. Or Armenian. I mean, okay. The only time that ever comes into play, I guess, if you're going to be technical and talk theologically and uh, apologetically, is typically when it comes to the problem of evil. And most churches don't address that anyway, so I don't see why that's such an important topic on whether you're reformed or not. I mean, we have a young man in our group that that seems to be his only focus most of the time. You know, well... I'm Reformed. Well, the Reformed believe this. I'm like, well, that's great. But, you know, if we're going to talk about those two, you know, why are they not Molinists? Well, what is a Molinist? Exactly. Why Why are they not Thomists? Exactly. I mean, those aren't even considered or talked about. But if you're going to be so focused on being Reformed, then we should probably <laughs> share what the other belief systems are as well. I mean, does that not make sense? Am I the guy, again, am I the guy that's wrong? I may be, but yes, I believe in, in being reformed, but why not? That's pretty much up to the individual. Do you think that God was totally in control, made all the decisions? Do you believe in free will? Do you believe in there's different types of free will? I mean, that conversation can go so deep and so long, but does it really matter? Again, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I don't know it all, and I don't mean to give that impression. Uh, I want to help you understand that how we can have an impact and if God leads this group of people to plant a church, uh, what we're going to do different? So let me touch on that. I mean, I, I feel like the Bible teaches this. And if I didn't, then I wouldn't believe it. But the only other people that seem to follow what I believe, and it's not about what I believe, it goes back to truth. If it's not true then we shouldn't believe it. That includes Christianity. Paul states that. If the resurrection didn't happen, then we're wasting our time. I've said that over and over and over. But if it's not true, then we should not waste our time believing any of it. It doesn't matter if you're Reformed or anything else. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I do know that when it was brought to my attention, you know, what does other people think about our little group that we think we're the only ones right? We don't. 
But what what we do believe is that it's based on truth. So do you believe that Christianity is true? Let's start there. If you don't, then the, why are you believing it? I mean, most everything you believe, I would think you believe it to be true. So if you don't believe Christianity is true, then we probably need to start over. I know. I know the next answer is, well, all you have to do is have faith. Well, that only tells me that you're not even reading the book or that you've read the one definition of faith in Hebrews. And that definition even says you need to know why. I mean, it, it says it's, it's based on evidence. Um, it seems like people are trying to make excuses and, and they get mad at me. And this isn't a, a, a pity party for John by any stretch of the imagination. I heard one of my former pastors say that you're riding the pity pony. <laughs> I thought that was kind of unique. Um, but this is the difference in what a church plant that God has given in my heart and in my vision and the difference in what the churches are doing. And you let me know if this is happening in your church. That first of all, we need to be talking about truth. Because if something is true, it's true for all people at all times in all places. And if you're not talking to anybody outside of the church, they don't agree with that statement. And if you don't agree with that statement, then we need to talk. Because Christianity is exclusive. That's what makes Christianity the only way. That's what makes what Jesus said the only way. We're not being intolerant in today's world when we state that Jesus is the only way. But do you not think maybe we should know why if we're going to make such a bold statement? I mean, think about it. There's Mormons and Muslims and Jehovah Witnesses and all these other people out there saying the same thing. We all cannot be right. So, again, I don't have all the answers, but at the same time, the, the answers I do have, I want to share. I want to teach and train other people. That's what God's put on my heart. I want people to be able to, without fear, to go out and say, you know, Christianity's true. That's why I believe it. Not because I have faith. I mean, I have faith that my car's going to start when I go outside. That doesn't make it true. So, if God leads us to plant a church, then truth is where we would start. <clears throat> Many people argue, well, that shouldn't be preached from the pulpit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what the Bible is about, it's truth. Morality, well, that shouldn't be preached from the pulpit. Well, yeah, it should. Morality, like truth, is objective. I mean, if torturing babies for fun is okay, if abortion is okay, if same-sex marriage is okay, if transgenderism is okay, then whose morality are we basing our life's on. Well, none of that affects me, so, you know, why should I care? That's what I'm trying to say about the church. If none of it affects the church, then we have a problem. It's not that I know it all. 
I mean, that should be obvious to the church. It is affecting the church. 50 to 75 percent of our students or 18 to 30-year-olds are walking away from the faith. Why? Because morality is accepted in the secular world as, well, as long as it doesn't bother somebody else, or who are you to say what's right and wrong? You know, we're going to lay a foundation, we being the group I'm discussing, about God. You know, there's a difference in believing in God and believing uh, that God. And that's a different podcast. But the point being, the, the devil believes in God. The majority of people believe in God. And my first question is always, which God? How many Christians can tell you, well, I believe in the Christian God? Fantastic. Why? Why do you believe in, can you give me a description? Can you give me why the Christian God? Why not Thor? Why not the Mormon God? Sorry, Thor was an extreme example. Zeus. But there's people that believe in all these different gods. How are you professing Christianity if you don't know what God you believe in or why? And again, that may sound like I'm a know-it-all, and I apologize. That's not, never has been, never will be my point. I'm coming from a standpoint of being agnostic for 41 years. Most Christians have been Christians since their teenage years. I watched children get baptized this past weekend, and if they still believe in Santa Claus, they probably shouldn't be baptized, but, you know... Anyway, we're going to talk about uh, which God, not we currently, but if God leads us to plant a church and leads people to us that are that want to know, that want to have an impact. We're going to talk about the Bible. What makes our book different? Why is our book right? Where did it come from? Why do you believe the Bible? We'll talk about the resurrection. You know, Easter's coming up, and there's going to be a lot of sermons on the resurrection. And most people, I would say all Christians, would say they believe in the resurrection. Fantastic. But can you defend the resurrection? Why would you believe a man raised from the grave? Well, you should probably have some kind of reason other than faith. There's so much more. I mean, there's a problem of evil. There's uh, science and religion. Other religions, uh, you know, I mentioned Mormonism and all these things, but we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And that's not including false teachers. I've tried to stay away from the false teacher thing for a while because people have gotten upset and told me I should stop calling out false teachers. That's not Christ-like, that that's not uh, making friends or whatever. But our church, why not teach that from the pulpit? Why not? teach one Sunday and say, church, you are my sheep. I'm your shepherd. I'm going to share with you the true gospel and how to distinguish, discern false uh, false gospel. What a concept. I mean, because most of the church listened to complete nonsense. Again, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know what else to say. 
a lot of people, as I said, if you would go out in the community around me, would probably tell you, unfortunately, that I act like that I know it all. And I don't. I promise. I never will. None of us will. But I don't want you to think that's who I am. I do not. Uh, and I want you to understand what I'm trying to do, I guess. I want you to know that I'm trying to help you. I, I, I pray for the lost. I pray for the church uh, daily that we understand that we can strengthen the follower, that we can reach the lost, and that we can change culture. We're the church. We have the truth. And if we have the truth, we need to know why, because that means everyone else is wrong. Not me. The church has the truth. Anyway, questions or comments, email me at johnmays at ratiochristi.org. Or if you would like to be a part of our financial support team, be interested in being a part of our church plant, if that is God's will. However you'd like to be a part, you can pray for us. Uh, we obviously need financial support. You can do that through johnmays.ratiochristi.org. Until then, this has been RC Talk, and you have been Thunderstruck.